0: Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Readers and writers around the world, welcome to episode 93 of the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Hey, be sure to follow the show on all our social media platforms. We are on Facebook and Twitter as well as having a growing audience on YouTube, which has been really, really cool to be on. You can see what the book cover is as you listen to the to the episode, so that's, that's a really cool thing. If you like the show and you like what, what we're doing here, leave us a star rating and a review wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Even more importantly than that, though, I ask that you share your favorite episodes. When you hear an author reading from a book that Either you've already read before, or maybe you've since then become a fan of because you heard about the book here on the show. Share that episode with friends. Tell people about it and say, hey, I heard about this author. Here's them reading a sample chapter from it. And uh, share that with friends. You know, Share the episodes with other people so that they can catch on and find new works. You know, This is a non-genre specific show. So we're going to have... Authors of fantasy sci-fi like this week, you know, dystopian, horror, poetry, uh, chick lit a couple weeks ago. You know, we've got all kinds of authors on here uh, from week to week. You never know what it is. So when you find one that you like, share it with others. I also want to say thank you for the feedback. Uh, I got some great feedback here uh, a week or two ago from from some listeners who... I'm <laughs> I'm humbled by their words where they said that they really enjoy hearing about my writing journey. Um, You know, this is uh, going back now, 92 episodes before this, so this is 93. And, you know, all this along the while, I've been talking about my own writing journey. Uh, I was 13 episodes in when I debuted my first book. And since then, I've been kind of giving you some information along the way as I write My second book, and going into the next ones, and it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm hoping to have my next book out real soon. Uh, It's, uh, you know, my it's it's not a foot dragging kind of thing. It's just making the time to make the kind of edits that I really want to do. You know, as much for as much as I want to just put it out there, I want to do as best as I can because I didn't do that with my first book. I rushed it. I got the First round of edits, I got you know as much as I could, and then I just pushed it out there. And anybody who's been listening to the show for a while has known, knows about that. And it was a little bit embarrassing, because there were some things in there that were, <laughs> were just ridiculous. But that's the beauty of being an independent author, was I was able to go back in, make changes, make some, you know fix a few things, um, even added a little bit to the ending and adjusted it. Believe me when I tell you, nobody else was harder on me than my wife uh, but she is my biggest fan so that's that was the nice thing that she was telling me you know how much uh, something needed to be fixed so I going into my next book I don't want to make that same mistake I don't want to just rush it and put it out there so that I've got that book done I, I want it to be clean as possible and and to have a good product when I put it out there so hopefully it's it's going up in the next couple of weeks and uh, I'll, I'll be sure and let you all know but yeah to all you listeners out there all over the world who've been sending me really nice messages thank you so much that's very kind of you i appreciate that you are uh you know asking about me as well uh you know speaking of listeners around the world uh you know it's been a lot of fun checking the map and the charts and seeing uh, the downloads happening all over the world you know i've talked about how brazil and the dominican republic have been big ones spain all of you out there in Spain that listen to the show, you've been incredible downloading as many, much as you do. Uh, a few new places popped up recently. Italy, Ireland, and the Netherlands. Just so many, you know, too many really for me to mention, but uh, thank you everybody around the world. I really appreciate that uh, that you are finding a lot of worth, and hopefully you're finding an, uh, a new author that you enjoy because of this show. As I said before, follow us on social media and then comment that you uh, that you're a fan of the show tell me where you're from i would love to uh, hear about it and hear about where you're from and uh, what episodes you like best and you know let me know about it I, r- I really appreciate that and as a sign of my appreciation as you know we have episode 100 coming up it's going to be a very special episode i <laughs> on top of finishing my book and making preparations for NaNoWriMo and then Episodes and interviews and everything else. I'm also getting this prepared. I'm hoping to have uh, Details out here the first week of November Uh, So you'll know where to go to sign up for the contest that I'm going to be having Uh, We've got some wonderful giveaways and you know, it's just I'm I'm, there's lots of steps to it So I'm getting making sure that it works and that it's uh, in a fair way to do it So as soon as I have that information prepared. I will let it go. Uh, it will. I, I don't know exactly yet if it's going to be email based or social media or whatever. I, I'm thinking if it's going to work the way I think it's going to work, it should be across the board. So you can do any of those. You can do email or social media or whatever. But as soon as I have it nailed down, I will let you all know. And it, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of really great things. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, NanoRimo is is almost here. Are you doing NanoRimo? Hey, if you are, look out, look for me. You know, come on over to the Nano site. Search for me. Uh, let's be buddies. We can uh, sh- we can talk each other up and root each other on. Uh you can find me on there under Jason A Meisky, And that last name is M E U S C H K E. I think if you just do Jason Meisky, I think that's enough or just search Meisky. Uh, that should pull me up as well, but anyway, you'll know it's me because I have it in my bio about the show and and uh, and such. So you'll know that's me. So, so yeah, send me a buddy request. I'll be happy to uh, accept that and you know become your buddy, and we'll talk each other up throughout November, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get some books written. We're gonna get some things done, and then uh, then I'll get you on the show. <laughs> you can read from that book once it's published. As always, I want to thank our sponsors uh, and friends of the show. Going to do it a little bit differently this week. Pop Goes to Culture, great friends of the show. They share all of our episodes. They've had uh, they've had a great run this summer with lots of things going on. And I, I know they're getting ready to take a little bit of a hiatus through the holidays again. So their, uh, their flagship show, Pop Goes to Culture, I think is one of them that's taking a break. Along with one of my other favorite ones. The Alamo Draft House. I think they have one more episode and then they're they're gonna be taking a break. But uh, you know, you can find out about all that and more over at popgoesaculture.com. Uh my buddies over at Back in Time Podcast, though, they are not taking a break. They are just wild and crazy and they keep doing lots of really fun Halloween episodes going back to 80s horror movies right now. So check out that and more over at popgoesaculture.com. And You're gonna be you're gonna have yourself a lot of fun. I guarantee it I also want to thank Scribner. They've been a wonderful sponsor for the last uh little over six months, and uh, we, we've just signed up for another six months So yeah, that coupon code chapter uh, is gonna save you 20% off your you know the regular version uh, the desktop version of it for your computer It's not the app and it's not the educational one or the educators license So this is the regular license. This this is the one I use though, and it's fantastic. So make sure you go in there and use that. You're going to hear an advertisement from them here in just a moment, but this is a great product and I'm so thrilled to have them on board for at least another six months. So I'm going to see, I'm I'm definitely going to see if I can hang on to them (laughs) for the foreseeable future and we'll see what happens. But I love this software. Um, I actually spent some time the other day pulling up YouTube videos and fixing my current work in progress. uh, Fixing chapters and fixing things. Because you can easily go in there and do all that. You can just uh, make adjustments and all of a sudden, boom, all your chapters have been fixed. Because I found out I was doing some of them wrong. I didn't have to do the chapters in a way that I was doing them. And it suddenly became a cakewalk. But that's the beauty of Scrivener is that you can do what I did. Which was download it and then just get going. You know, just open a file, label it with uh, what you think your title is going to be. And then, hey, how do I start a chapter? Oh, okay, there we go. And then you just start going. That's what I did. Uh, But you can also spend some time with the tutorials and uh, learn how to use it ahead of time if you want to make that kind of time. I didn't. I I downloaded this right before NaNoWriMo uh, like a year or two ago and just dove in. (laughs) So, but it, you know, It works. And as you know, I'm a huge fan of this, the software, but uh, I am really thrilled to be learning some of the tips and tricks that uh, go along with it and how to use it properly. And of course, I want to thank my longtime sponsor, been with us from the beginning, U Store All Self Storage Facility out of Warrensburg, Missouri. If you are looking for self storage, don't look any further than U Store All. Uh, you know what? I mean, I, maybe they might disagree with me, but I, you know, go ahead and search the other places. I guarantee you're going to come back to you, Storal. Because when it comes to security, when it comes to climate control, when it comes to customer service, they are number one. You will not beat what they have to offer. The climate control is a true climate control in that it has heating, cooling, and dehumidification. Security like you wouldn't believe. Uh, So much of their places is run on solar power. Check them out online at ustorall.net, Spelled the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. Well, our guest this week, award-winning fantasy sci-fi author, Jenna Green. Oh my gosh, she was fantastic. We had a real fun chat about her writing and creating relatable characters. Uh, We also talked about her dystopian novel, Reborn which is uh now an award-winning novel and uh this is also the book she's going to read from today. I <laughs> I did kind of put her on the spot when I started talking to her and ask her questions about book 2 that's going to be coming up here real soon in the next couple months and uh put her on the spot just a little bit uh but uh, she handled it like the pro that she is and uh you know found ways to talk about the book without any spoilers and that was awesome. But, you know, what was really cool, too, is that not only is she a talented and award-winning author, uh, she's also a teacher of young minds, and she also does this really cool thing where she's a dragon rider, uh, boat racing, where it's, uh, let me see, if I remember correctly from the interview, uh, she actually, they're in Canada, they have real dragons, and they capture them for these races, and, and, uh, you know, don't worry, no harm comes to the dragons. Um, but they they ride them on this. They have these drums and they're beating the drums. The dragons really enjoy that, and they race them across this lake to see you know who they can get across if they can get across it within a certain amount of time. And you know she's got her dragon. You know they can get five hundred meters in about two minutes. That's like five football fields. It's more than five football fields. And you know it's really incredible. And it's I thought it was a really nice touch that uh, that they let the dragons go afterwards. And what's that? What? <laughs> Oh, oh, alright, I'm, I'm a little off on that, so, you know what, I'm going to just get us on over to the interview with Jenna Green, and uh, she can tell you a little bit about the uh, the dragon racing herself. It's a lot of fun, trust me. Uh, first, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scribner. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener writing software, built by writers for writers. Hello my friends, welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast. Hey, you know, I. it seems like I have become a, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm an adopted son of my friends up in Canada because... There's been a lot of very talented authors in Canada that I've had the privilege of bringing onto the show and getting to talk with them, and this week is no exception. We have acclaimed young adult fantasy author Jenna Green with us. She is the author of such books as Imagine and the recent award-winning Reborn book. Jenna, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm so happy to have you here. Go ahead and uh, give us a little bit of uh, your background.
1: Oh, (laughs) um, well, um, I live in uh, Lethbridge, Alberta, and um, I'm a teacher. Spent 11, 12 years in middle school, and now i shifted to the really, really little ones, the little six-year-olds. And so trying to teach them how to read, and hopefully by the end of the year, I'll be able to see all that wonderful progress. It's a new age group for me, but I'm really excited. In my free time, I, I dance, uh, I write, um, and I coach uh, and paddle dragon boats. If if anyone knows what that
0: is. I saw that on there, and I wanted to ask because you never know, you know, when you're reading somebody's bio, it's like, okay, wait a minute, is this is this a real thing? Is this uh something somebody throws in? Because I also see you're a semi-professional napper, which I can totally relate. We're gonna have to share. <laughs> we're gonna have to share notes on that. So that, t- that's
1: part partially <laughs> a joke. And partially just true. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> well, tell us about the Dragon Boat. What is that for people who don't know, like myself?
1: <laughs> um, think of it as a really, really, really long, narrow canoe. Uh, you have 20 paddlers, um, a steer's person at the back, and a drummer. And you race 500 meters or sometimes you do 1,000 meters. Uh, you have to work as a, as a team to get all the way down the lake. It's, it's huge around the world because it's a really pure team sport. You really have to have a big team that's all working together otherwise you're never going to get anywhere
0: wow okay yeah so i've seen this before i guess i just never knew that that's what it was called and it's an amazing uh, sport uh, that out there with the 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 drums and then and moving like that as a team that's incredible
1: yeah i've been doing it for 17 years yeah and i really love it
0: wow now and you all get you really get moving in that boat. Do you know like how fast you go?
1: We can, we can do 500 meters in just over two minutes.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. All right.
1: Uh, Unless we've spent too much time in the beer tent and then it's like, you know, five, six, seven minutes.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's pretty (laughs) awesome though. So when it comes to speed, does that correlate over to your writing as well? Because I know you've been writing for a few years, but you've already got six books out, and your seventh is coming soon. How how do you do with your writing?
1: I write very differently than a lot of people. I have a really busy life. I have a three year old daughter. I, I'm a teacher, which has a lot of take home work. I'm in a lot of activities and things, so I can never. I know I don't have time to sit down for five hours and write. I don't even know if I could, I'd get a little bit restless, (laughs) but, um, you know, I'll daydream for a few days and figure out what's going to happen in the next chapter, the next scene, and then I'll find an hour or even 45 minutes and I'll, I'll, it'll, I'll come out pretty fast because I've spent, you know, a while thinking about it in my head and, um, then I can just kind of get it out. I, I have summers off, so that helps. I can usually get a, a large chunk of work done in the summer. And yeah, I've had a few books come out in the last few years, but gee, things just kind of clicked. A lot of these books I had written maybe five, ten years ago, and then it, except for this recent one, Reborn, they, you know, they'd been kind of sitting around, and then just things kind of got in motion, found some publishers, and everything just kind of went really fast after that. And then that motivated me to work harder and find more time, Um, more ideas came and then everything just kind of snowballed in a good way.
0: Wow. Well, it sounds like you you captured that lightning in the bottle and figured out what your momentum was and then just held on to it and figured out your, uh, your rhythm right away and and what works for you. And I totally get what you're saying. I, I finished my first book with, two jobs and doing this show uh, at the same time and, and just, you know, like we were talking before the show, I would have to get up early in the morning and that's when I would do my writing and editing and getting things done and then any kind of free time in between when I wasn't with the family. It's it's just boy, that commitment and it sounds like it's something you know a lot about.
1: Yeah, I, I edited a book with a newborn in my arms. I had to re- go over chapters again the next day if I was really tired, but you know, you do what you
0: have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And one of the things that's a common theme across all your books, everything I've looked up, everything I've read about, is the authenticity of the characters, the the totally relatableness that uh, each of them are. And and I saw where you do a lot of drawing from from real life. So how do you how do you come up with these characters?
1: I think I accept that I'm a flawed individual, so that allows me to make characters that have a lot of goodness, good things about them, but they are not perfect. And then trying to find unique ways in which they're not perfect. Lexel, uh, the character in my most recent book, Reborn, she she gets called docile. She gets called that she's just too accepting, and and that's not normally a character flaw you see in a lot of characters. They're maybe too hot-tempered, or they're reckless, or they're accident-prone or something, and just this idea that someone is a bit too cautious. It could be, in a lot of situations, an advantage, but in the situation that she's in, it's not a great advantage, and it's something that she has to face. In order to protect a child younger than herself, it's something she's going to have to overcome um, and try to be more brave try to be less accepting of the status quo in order to make some changes. So I try to just think of characters in a unique way. Being around kids a lot is really helpful because Mm. you see lots of different dynamics (laughs) every minute of every day. Every character has some small part of me, at least in a little bit. And, And, you know, if you are inspired by people I know, not based on them, but inspired. Um, in my Imagine series, I have a character named Cat, and you know, I used to have roommates when I was in college, and their names were Kate and Kathy. Uh, and they were they were little Spitfires, <laughs> and back then I was very very shy, and I couldn't stand up for myself, and I kind of admired that they they would all the time, which is a bit of a downside in that too. Um, and so she has some character elements that, that were things that I admired in, in her. And then I have a character named Becky who's in my imagine series too. Uh, and she is probably the character most closely associated with me. The little bit of a daydreamer, the optimist, um, a little bit naive, loves to read and things like that. So yeah, they come from all sorts of places and, uh, I do my best to make them realistic and imperfect, but also they either are brave and strong or they become brave and strong.
0: Oh, that's lovely. And and it sounds like so many times authors will, and maybe it's the, the newbie authors, we want to give them all kinds of problems and the weight of the world on top of everything else. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's you got your, your main plot thing from the book. And then, by the way, yeah, I'm also dealing with this, uh, you know, bit of anxiety or something else. That's just something simplistic that, yeah, the reader can relate to. And it sounds like something you've really uh, gotten a knack for and and, uh, done really well. Your fans have been just raving about it.
1: (laughs) And you get lots of characters where they come in and they already have a thousand skills and they're, Really talented at things. I'm like, what about the rest of us? <laughs> yeah. Maybe have one whole talent or have talents that are more on the ordinary side. We're good public speakers or something. We can all fire a bow and are expert swordsmen or women, and you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, more down to earth characters that are more thrown into these situations.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And, and the character gets to grow in their skills and bring the reader along with them.
1: There's a quote from somewhere that just popped into my head. I, I can't remember where it's from, but it's like, some people are born, I think it's heroes, it might be leaders. Some people are born heroes, some people become heroes, and, and some have it thrust upon them. And so, mm. that, that connects.
0: Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I that's
1: guess. not the whole quote. It's uh, somewhere like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's one of the, the great perks of getting to talk to authors every week, because I hear such great information and quotes, and uh, whether it's theirs or not, it's a lot of times there's quotes that I hadn't heard myself, and it's just that's just another well, whether one. Whether it's
1: accurate or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, we are authors. We like to kind of expand a little bit. <laughs> we give the truth scope. There you go. As long as it sounds relatable. So, (laughs) surely somebody somewhere can go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I I see it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, tell us about uh, Reborn and this winner of the Moonbeam Award Gold category for fantasy and science fiction. This is awesome. Tell us us about the book.
1: So, it's a um, young adult dystopian fantasy. And in the society... Um, Anyone that has these marks on their skin, um, they're said to have been reborn, which means that they have lived previous lives. And in this society, um, the people that do not have those marks on their skin, that do not have this previous life or maybe previous lives, they're at a disadvantage. So um, they have reborns, people with the marks on their skins, um, be slaves for them to kind of even the playing field many people in this society have those marks appear when they're younger, but our main character, Lassel is 16 when they appear and she sold into slavery and she sold um, by her brother and kind of thrust into this at a late stage where she didn't grow up knowing this would happen to her. It was something that was rather a shock. And, uh, but she goes along with it because she just, that's just how the world is. And, she deals with all these emotions as she's going through this process of entering slavery and losing all her freedoms. But then she meets a little girl named Sira. And Sira's five. Sira's struggling a lot more with this whole slavery thing. And then um, an event occurs, and Sira is put in, in danger, pretty extreme danger. And Lexel has to step up and, and save this little girl from a horrible fate. And so, um, with the help of um, another character named Finn, they have to escape slavery and flee through the wastelands and try to deal with um, just living on their own and escaping and trying to see if they can make it to somewhere safe.
0: Oh my goodness! And I, I'm sorry. How how old did you say Lexa was?
1: Uh, Lexa is 16.
0: 16. That's our
1: main character. Yeah.
0: Wow, but still, I mean, that's just barely out of, you know, childhood, and she's dealing with, yeah, the loss of family, and then taking care of this other one, this is, wow, this is really something.
1: Well, it is a dystopian,
0: so. <laughs> that's true. I don't usually
1: start off super chipper.
0: <laughs> this is true, this is true. You know, that's one of the things I, I always laugh about is we how easily we today forget of, I don't know, maybe just a hundred years ago. Um, if you're 16, you know, you're, being, you're ready to be married off or uh, you're, you're ready to go off to war or go to work or do something else. And now it's like, oh, no, 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 16, you need to get, get, <laughs> go play, go play. <laughs> the book just came out uh, earlier this year. It's, it looks to me like reading online is doing really, really well, uh, of course, with the, the awards and everything. Fans have been going on about it. And, and you said that uh, you're working on book two right now. Uh, Is there anything you can tell us about the second book without there being uh, any spoilers? (laughs) Well, I can't tell
1: you where to safety in book one, Uh, (laughs) but I can tell you that um, there's a really big undercurrent throughout the whole series, because there will eventually be a third, about slavery, about prejudice, about whether reborn is a real thing. Is it, yes, you have had previous lives and you have connections to the past, or it's just something made up to make a bunch of people be slaves? And so in the the second book, um, it goes a lot further into whether or not there is something to this being reborn, having to go back and, and figure out how to stop this process of, you know, putting people in slavery just because they have marks on their skin. And then, of course, we got to lead into the third book, so something's going to happen.
0: <laughs> wow. I love it. I don't know what stuff. it is,
1: but I ain't telling anyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But this is great, though, the the overarching storyline with the underlying themes uh that's going to continue on this is fantastic this is there's so many things that with this that's prevalent with today's uh uh, political or social climate however you want to put it uh that can relate to this this is so this is a very timely book i guess you could say that's the
1: power of dystopian right they Mm -hmm. can connect to What's going on in the real world? I mean, look at The Handmaid's Tale and the power that that had. Yeah. Right? And that book came out 30 years ago. But the themes are there about power and abuse of power and labeling people. And it the themes are universal. So it, it doesn't – it just connects so well.
0: Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I, I cannot wait to dive into this myself. This This is really – Really cool. So now where, where did this, do you know, do you remember the, like that moment where it kind of came to you the idea for this?
1: I actually do. And I usually don't, but I do. Um, I was at a writer's conference in Calgary. Um, it's called when words collide. And you know, so when you're around other writers and you're talking about writers, the creative juices just kind of are amped up a little bit. And, um, I think I was waiting for a session and I was on my phone and there was a, a meme about gingers. You know how they always have the jokes about the redheads? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I have a friend who's a redhead. And I was like, I love her. And then I was like, how would I feel if I had red hair and everyone made fun of me all the time? And I, I don't, but I have a lot of freckles and I hate them. And <laughs> then it just kind of went there. That's the connection to the marks on the skin. Um, and then not when I wrote it, but when I was editing it, I went, oh, gosh, I know exactly where the the rest of this mythology came from about being reborn in previous lives and connections to the past. And, again, did not see it at the time because, I don't know, I'm crazy. But I wrote half the book when my mom was sick with cancer. Hmm. And um, I, there was a pause in the middle. And then I wrote the second half after she passed away. Oh. And, and, uh, so it's a very, there's a lot of really powerful emotions in it that, um, may or may not have been possible to achieve had I not been going through that. And during it, it was just, I was just writing this story and later I was like, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense, all these connections mm-hmm. and it, it kind of made me kind of hopeful in a way. I'll have to let you uh, read the book to figure out
0: why, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can see where so many people are talking about the the feeling of true emotions and and uh, the all that coming through uh, when they read it. So I can see why now. That's that's really powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. and I didn't know it at the time, but <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's man. writing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, uh, the writing's always there for us. It, it's very therapeutic. Man, this has been amazing, and like I, said, I can't wait to dive into it. I'm so happy to, uh, to have gotten a copy of this, so I, I will definitely be, it, it's on my to-be-read file, and I'm looking forward to diving into it, but even more so, I can't wait to hear this today, so that way I can get an even bigger sample uh, for the listening audience and uh, for myself as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show and, and talking with us for a few minutes. I mean, this has been a lot of fun for me and, and, uh, I just, I just love being able to meet new authors from, from all over the place, you know, and it's, this this is a, I I don't want to say, I almost said charming, but that's not quite right. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds, pardon? Quirky? (laughs) It sounds, um, epic. (laughs) Is oh, what, I, I think, <laughs> it sounds like an like an epic book that uh, I can't wait to dive into, and uh, one that I think I'm going to really enjoy. Well, thank you. Well, where can uh, where can people find you and follow you?
1: Oh, um, well, the books on Amazon. Dot uh, and com. You can also go to Foundations Books, um, which is my publisher. Um, I'm pretty easy to find um, on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, at J Green Writes website uh, jenna.green.ca um, and f- Facebook as well, and uh, probably not on Tumblr anymore. No one ever posts anything there, so I've kind of stopped using <laughs> that. But everything else, uh, social media-wise, and pretty easy to find. Just make sure you remember that it's green with an e on the end.
0: There we go. Yeah. Well, I will make it even easier yet, everybody. You know the routine. We're gonna have links in the show notes for all of this, so that way you can uh, click those links and follow Jenna on all of her uh, all of her social media, and uh, and of course get on over to Amazon and pick up these. Uh, they are on paperback and Kindle, so they're available, ready for you. These are really incredible, and uh, don't forget to leave a review. Always, always go back and leave a review. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for being on the show, and I I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait to. To hear all about Lexel and uh, this this incredible world you have created. Thanks. <laughs> all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jenna Green with Reborn.
1: All right, so um, this is from chapter four, and Lexel has just recently been sold into slavery, not adapting really well physically or mentally. So let's just see what happens. Feet dragging, Lexel made her way out of the line of trees and across the field toward the far fence. Stamping his foot, Miller glared as she approached the shed. You have to be the slowest worker I've ever been cursed with. The tall, broad-shouldered man snipped as she drew near. His receding hairline made the memory marks on his forehead more pronounced. The ones on his neck were not quite as visible. Muscles protesting each movement, the scenery swirling, Lexel didn't reply. There was little to say in her defense anyway. All the other workers were finished for the day, as Miller had informed her the last time she dropped off a basket. The sun had long since set, adding to the difficulty of her task. Branches seemed to attack her out of nowhere. Scratches were collecting on her hands and wrists. On her walk over to the shed, she'd fallen twice. Though she detected a patch of mud on her chin, she hadn't bothered to wipe it off. "'Miller wrenched the basket from her and thrust a new one into her hand. "'One more to go.' "'As he turned away, she heard his stomach growl. "'Realizing he was missing his own supper because of her, she offered, "'I'm sorry.' "'A resounding smack accompanied the flat hand connecting with her cheek. "'Head snapping to the side, she reeled back a step as she cried out. "'Lightly pressing her fingers to the afflicted spot, "'she warily glanced back at Miller.' Kicking at the basket that had fallen from her grasp, he glanced down and muttered, I'm done waiting for you. Fill your final basket and leave outside the shed. Then he removed his clipboard from a protruding nail lodged in a beam and marched away. Over his shoulder, he mumbled, It'd best be there when I check in the morning. Swallowing past the lump in her throat, Lexel remained still until he faded from sight. Then she slumped to her knees, chin sinking against her chest. Neither moving nor thinking, drained of vigour, she sat. Only when she jerked to alertness did she realise she closed her eyes. The hovering moon and twinkling stars gave no indication of the passage of time. Hours could have passed or mere minutes. A mental effort was required to force her body to move. Each command had to be planned, justified, and then vocalised. Bend knee, lean forward, brace, rise. On her feet, she swayed, extending her hands for balance, she waited until the vertigo passed. Eventually, she was able to get all her body parts moving in sync. Moving back into the line of willow trees, she found a suitable one and hoisted herself into it, scrabbling up branch by branch. This was her slowest descent, as her body seemed to weigh a thousand pounds. As she raised both arms above her head, the moonlight's glow caught them at just the right angle to allow her to see long lines of dried blood, small punctures from thorns and twigs, and forming bruises. Incalculable hours passed, filled with repetitive movements and dull thoughts. When the world tilted, her head leaped into her throat. Reaching out to steady herself, she felt nothing beneath her hands for a horrible second before managing to curl her fingers around a narrow branch. Blinking, she stamped down nausea, and kept her lips sealed until she felt stable again. Once her basket was full, she descended the tree, dropping to the ground in a heap. For the hundredth time that day, the basket ticked, spilling all the leaves she'd gathered. Sighing, she kneeled and tidied the mess. As she straightened, her joints crackled, but she half curled her lips with the knowledge that she was finally done. Once she placed her basket by Miller's shed, she could find her bed and rest. Before she took three steps, she halted mid-stride, foot hovering in the air, and breath held. There were eyes ahead of her, beaming from a low bush, each a distinct color. They bore into her, practically penetrating her flesh. She held her breath. The eyes looked the same as those she'd encountered on the road to the plantation, the ones Don Fair had scared off. He'd mentioned something about needing her alive. How dangerous was the creature that the eyes belonged to? Aware of how alone she was, Lexa began to tremble. Everyone else on the plantation was most likely asleep. From where she was, it was doubtful anyone would even hear her scream. Still holding her breath, she took a step to the side. The glowing orbs shifted with her. Exhaling slowly, she took another few steps, making a wide arc around whatever creature lay in the bushes. When she felt it was safe to do so, she stopped circling and backed away, landing each foot down carefully and softly. One hand dangled at her side, the other held the basket out as if it was a weapon. The creature did not advance, just tilted its dark, formless head to follow her movements. A popping sound came from her right. Her head snapped to the side, dreading what she might see. What if there was a second creature? She saw nothing, though, and immediately returned her gaze to the eyes in the darkness. They were gone. Spinning around, Lexel bolted. Far from steady, she sprinted toward the nearest building in sight, which was the shed Miller had guarded all day. Leaves sprayed from her basket as she ran. Reaching the shed, she tugged at the handle. The door wouldn't budge. Pushing on the door didn't help. Putting her hip into the action, she tried to force her way inside, but couldn't manage it. The structure was barred tight. Dropping her basket, the contents spilling out, she whirled and raced again, ducking under low-hanging branches. Stumbling across rocks and kicking up a spray of dirt, she pumped her legs, adrenaline giving her renewed energy. When she came too close to a tree, she stumbled over a root and fell onto her hands, scraping them. Ignoring the pain, she righted herself and kept going, fleeing past the line of trees and the water barrel she'd used all day. Reaching the barracks, she raced past the kitchen to the next closest building. A jerk on the door told her it was locked, just like the shed. Slapping her palms against the rotting wood, she shouted, Let me in! Glancing behind her, she thought she saw a flash of light. Help! If there was anyone inside, they didn't stir. As her heart tripled its rate, she stumbled off the steps. Over her own panting, she thought she detected a low growl. At the next door, she used both fists, pounding until she feared her bones would shatter. At the next building, she received a response to her cries. Go away, a voice mumbled. Open the door, Lexo pleaded, slamming her fists against the wood again and again. We can't. It's locked. Unlock it. It's locked from the outside. Stealing her hands, she leaned back. Then she saw the padlock. She reached forward and tugged, to no avail. Where's the key? A new voice from inside said, The guards have it. The first voice added, We can't get out, and you can't get in. Despite their words, Lexo pulled on the lock again, then bashed her entire body against the door, hoping it might budge. It didn't. Where to go? What to do? She didn't feel safe outdoors, but there was no way to get indoors. As she whirled, arms held far from her body, she imagined a thousand eyes and heard growling all around her, the shadows filled with threats, haunting whispers drifted to her ears. She bolted, heedless of direction, legs unsteady, upper body tilting forward, she barely managed to stay on her feet. Racing around buildings, she panted and sobbed. When she heard footsteps pursuing her, she darted to the left and tripped over a pile of firewood she rolled over the pile crawled until she could regain her footing and then ran anew as she came around a corner of another building she collided with a dark figure tangling with it she crashed to the ground as she went down her head struck something solid warm flesh wrapped around her squeezing the air from her lungs
0: And that was Jenna Green, reading from her dystopian, award-winning novel, Reborn. Wow, that was, that was amazing. I, I'm fortunate enough to have a copy of the book, so I was reading along with her and immediately had to go back and start reading the other chapters to get caught up. And I'm, I'm going to continue reading this. Don't forget to click the links in the show notes for Jenna and her books on Amazon. Don't forget to also click the links for our friends and sponsors alike. Uh, there's lots of great things in there. Also, don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss out next week when we come back with a new author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Hey, take care, everyone. Have yourself a wonderful Halloween if you're going out. Be safe, and I will see you again real, real soon.